0: This is Wholesaling Houses Elite, the no fluff and BS podcast with tips and tricks to help you become an elite wholesaler. Our guest will spill the beans on what it takes to be the best. This podcast is brought to you by Lead Gen Pros, making it incredibly easy for the average real estate investor and business owner to get more leads. They work with a variety of companies who specialize in real estate investing and who are looking for a systemized way to increase their lead flow and grow their business. If that sounds like you, check out theleadgenpros.com.
1: Hey, what's up guys? Welcome to another podcast, Wholesaling Elite Podcast. I'm your host, Max Maxwell. And with me today is, well, if you were at WeLive19, you've probably seen her and I know you, if you were at We Live Nineteen, you had so much fun. But I had to have her in podcast, and not only did I have to have her in podcast, she insisted that, hey, if I'm going to be on the podcast, I'm coming to see you. So what I think you are doing is actually setting a trend of people flying in to get I on this podcast. I, I wanted
0: to start it, so you're welcome.
1: <laughs> so welcome to Winston Salem, <laughs> welcome you. to North Carolina, Nicole Espinoza. Thank right? you. Right, so and much you're in like, like Dallas, Texas, right? I am. Too. And if you're at We Live Nineteen, you already know they call her the whole, the the short. The short sale queen, the queen, okay. short sale, short sale queen. Short sale queen <laughs> yes, sir. Right. So she's like, uh, she's the queen for this. And you know what? I'm actually going to be learning about short sales as we're doing this. Awesome. And like I was telling you before we start, I don't plan these. Yeah. So this is like, and I don't look up my guests. I don't research. I'm going to be asking you questions because I'm interested myself. Cool. Absolutely. So, give your intro of who you are, where you're from, and uh, we'll get this thing on the road.
0: Awesome. Well, first of all, thanks for having me and thanks for letting me fly up. And this is um, awesome. yeah, that and because of the Wi-Fi, I told Dave I was like, I don't even want to chance it. <laughs> <laughs> I have the worst luck with technology, so let him handle it. Um, so, Nicole Sodessa, I've been in Texas for the last ten years. Nice. Um, I started doing REOs, which are foreclosures, real mm-hmm. estate owned, and that's how I got in the industry. And so, why
1: did they pick that name? Because it says REO, real estate owned i guess that's from only from the bank's perspective right yeah it's 100%. like the real estate they own yeah REOs. exactly okay well
0: I, I have to explain because you never know who's listening but yeah 100
1: no, percent. So. I because you're right you never know who's listening but it even even as a former broker myself i was like why did
0: they say reos like who right
1: owned? but if it's from it's their also, perspective it's also
0: very quick to say yeah. too so um but i started doing reos and managing um like a hundred to 150 a month. Mm. And so it was, it was not a fun job. Mm -hmm. Uh, we were doing evictions. We were, I was managing all the departments. I mean, it was a whole other world. Um, so when I left there, I went to, um, I got licensed Mm -hmm. and I I was like, okay, I don't know what I want to do, but I know I don't want to do this. And my first listing was a short sale. So um, at the time, you know, there still really isn't that much information on short sales. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of misconceptions between investors and realtors and things like that. Yeah. Um, but at the time, there definitely wasn't anything. And everyone kept telling me, like, just let it go. Don't
1: don't deal with the it. the bank.
0: The banks won't, won't agree or, you know, it, it's a waste of time. It's going to take forever. Mm-hmm. You and hear things, that now. Yeah. But I mean, if that was the case, I wouldn't be in business. So Correct. Correct. <laughs> at least now I have something to back it up. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm with it.
0: So um, anyways, but yeah, so I did my first short sale and I developed the process that we do now Mm -hmm. and I've been doing it ever since. So
1: So, kind of explain what a short sale is.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So a short sale is where a homeowner owes more than the house is worth. And they're facing foreclosure, so they have to have some type of financial hardship. Mm -hmm. And instead of losing their home, we help them by representing them and having their lender take the loss instead of them. So for example, you, know, you as an investor, you, you come across somebody that owes $150,000, right? Mm-hmm. And they, you could only offer a hundred. Well, if they can't even afford their mortgage because they're in foreclosure, they're not going to be able to pay the $50,000 difference, right? Correct. So instead of... And for you, that's a dead lead, mm-hmm. right? No equity. How, yeah, how does that make on. sense? Exactly. So what I do is I help investors have this whole other pipeline of business because instead of walking away from these no equity leads, mm. they're able to purchase them through a short sale. Um, and the homeowner gets to be, um, is able to sell the house and avoid foreclosure. And that includes anything. So So the bank takes the L. Yep. Bank always takes the L and they don't like it. That's why it's a long process (laughs) Mm. and it's difficult, but I mean, we get, we've gotten crazy. I mean, that's a whole other. So why
1: would the bank take the L on, on it? Why, why are they in the position where they're saying, you know, I'm just going to take this L
0: because if they have to foreclose, they are paying a foreclosure attorney. They're having to take the house back. Mm -hmm. They don't know the condition it's going to be in. They're going to have to evict. I mean, there's so many steps to it that if the homeowner agrees and actually cooperates, they end up saving money.
1: Got it. So it's like, it's like playing poker and knowing to fold your cards. Exactly. Exactly. And and the banks do so much volume that it hurts, but it's right. it's uh, they're not in the business of owning property, in the business of selling. Exactly. Mortgages. They're not in the
0: business of real estate, right? Yeah. So and you know, people have all different ways of tying yeah. up, you know, foreclosure, right? Foreclosure defense attorneys, all of that. Yeah. So it gets really expensive. And then they just have people that are behind five, ten, fifteen years. So it's better to just settle, take the loss and yeah. then, you know, be able to recoup some of that money.
1: But the process is not an easy process and most people don't know how to do it.
0: Yeah, I mean it's 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 definitely a different world. Yeah. So I'm an agent, but I'm in a totally different world. I don't do yeah. any traditional real estate.
1: It, it, that's your niche right there is short yep. sales. Now let's go back a little bit. Sure. Like, um, so when you got into real estate, you, first of all, you you got out of the, your first job and got into this one, right? And you say, hey, look, I want to do real estate. And you just happened to fall into two of a short sale as your first one?
0: Yeah, well, the listing, I remember talking to my broker and I was like, uh, they're gonna have to come closing with like $40,000. He just told me that they're three months behind mm-hmm. and she's like, well, it's a short sale. I'm like, okay, so what do I do now? <laughs> and I'm, I'm very solution oriented. Mm-hmm. So I loved the challenge. I love the fact that no one really understood it. And I mean, don't get me wrong, like I have made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> of course. And, but I've been able, you know, five, six hundred transactions later, really understand what each lender needs and how we can get it done. Because it's not black and white. It's mm. not you do this and you get this. And that's why a lot of people fail because they tell me, OK, well, the bank said no. I'm like, Well, it doesn't really work that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? You just have to figure out a solution.
1: And you probably over the years and so many transactions, you've probably developed relationships with most managers, REO managers of whatever bank.
0: Right. And, and we have escalation contacts. Like, mm-hmm. I remember, do you know Aquin?
1: Yeah, of course. I, right. Of course. Crazy you do. story about Aquin, but go ahead. Yeah. You probably um, know more than I do, but go ahead.
0: Yeah. Aquin, good Lord. But um, I'm sure everybody has a different version, but I love them. Mm-hmm. Like, I, do I too. love Aquin. I d-
1: for my sake, I do.
0: Yes, and so most people are like, "No, oh my, it's a nightmare." I'm like, actually, it's pretty simple. They're very straightforward. They t- they tell you exactly what they want, and if you don't do it, then they decline the file. Mm-hmm. But because we know and we have contacts there, I mean, two months are shortest short sales.
1: <laughs> so, I have a I did I did a short sale and didn't know. Um, <laughs> wow, yeah. that's
0: not common. <laughs>
1: yeah, so I, I was just being trying to be solution orientation. So yeah. we had a house. That was completely de- like needed everything, and the guy owed about forty-five thousand dollars on the loan, and it was to to Aquin. Yeah. So, I couldn't. I was on. I could only give fifteen grand for the property, and this guy was just stuck. It was years, no payments. The uh, the taxes. Aquin didn't pay the taxes. Right. Because there's no there's no money coming in. Right. So they're just like, it's eight grand in back taxes. It's probably facing tax foreclosure and they don't have it. And I went to Aqua and I said, listen, you're not in the great position. I can send you pictures of this house. It's nothing. Right? They settled for a thousand, no, $5,000. For everything? Everything. That's awesome. So I paid the $5,000, I gave them the 5,000. No, it was less than that. It was like 2,500. You paid the taxes? And th- I paid the taxes. Okay. I, so like, I still, they can't go negative. <laughs> so I still, so I paid 2500
0: mm-hmm.
1: for them to give me a satisfaction mm-hmm. on the lien. I paid the homeowner two thousand $1,000 and then I went and paid the, like the 8600 and back taxes. So I still was around my $15,000 mark. Awesome. But the bank was happy because with the tax sale happening, they right. would have lost, it would have wiped out their debt regardless. Yeah. Um so I didn't know, but now that you mentioned it, that was uh that was actually pretty cool. Yeah. So that's my little story. Sorry awkward. Sorry to, that's my awkward story. They're they're easy to work with from my experience.
0: Well they are and you know, they're also the the way their system is, they have it's it's all an underwriting, mm-hmm. right? If you were to do that with Wells Fargo, there's ain't no happening. way it didn't happen. Yeah. They would have put you through all these levels and you would have been like, okay, whatever. I'm done. <laughs>
1: so give me an example i know you talked about somebody owing one hundred and fifty thousand dollars on a house yeah give me an example of going through a short sale so that people can kind of understand so i know every bank's probably different right yeah but just some of the steps that must happen you, sure. you talked about you identified some pain pressure so you said behind on the mortgage and in right. financial situations so what are the key indicators that can initiate
0: yeah absolutely so um two qualifying factors. Mm -hmm. They have to have some type of financial hardship. So they can't just owe more than the house is worth and want to offset the Mm -hmm. property or offload the property. Um, My first short sale, actually, um, it was a Wells Fargo and the um, homeowner had like $50,000 in savings and he was only 7,000 behind. And I remember very distinctly because I had wasted my time um, (laughs) was that even though he did owe more than the house is worth, the negotiator was like, once he saw the savings he literally said go pay your mortgage I mean it's your fault to that effect yeah, yeah. he's like just pay it you have 50,000 so we have to prove that they have some type of financial hardship mm-hmm. which in- involves their financials so we have to get their bank statements their pay stubs their tax returns like we know how much our clients spend on toothpaste like it's very because wow. I mean you have to because mm-hmm. you are asking for assistance yeah so you're asking for them to take the loss and they, they want to cover their basis they
2: want to
1: justify it for real
0: exactly so um, as soon as I get a referral I I pre-qualify them. So I make sure that, you know, they are the owners that, you know, if we're going to do this, my thing is, is that we always try to be proactive instead of reactive. Mm-hmm. So that way there should never be an issue where, I mean, this is real estate in general. Like right. if you don't ask the right questions, you're never going to get to the closing table mm-hmm. and it's painful. But if you take, you know, that extra time, it's slam dunk every time. Yeah. I, it blows my mind when people are like, Oh, it just fell apart. I'm like, how? How did it fall apart? Solution
1: based mindset, you e- said. Exactly.
0: So, um, so anyway, so they have. We had to prove they have a financial hardship, which most Americans live paycheck to paycheck, mm-hmm. so it's not that hard. Mm-hmm. Um, Isn't that sad? It is it, the stuff we see. It, it's we can't take it on mm-hmm. emotionally. You know yeah. what I mean? Because the hardships, I mean, it's they're real. They're real. Yeah. They are. I mean, people pass away. You know, spouses. Um, you know, they get divorced, which is ugly situations. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, loss of job. And they've depleted everything and they're embarrassed and, you know, they're now don't have a roof over their head. They have families, Mm -hmm. you know, so we see everything and and we understand. I mean, a lot of what this job is, is dealing with these distressed sellers. And as an investor, too, I mean, when you're coming across these homeowners, you're talking a different language because Mm -hmm. they're not motivated. They do not want to sell to you they have to sell to you. Yeah. And there's a huge difference because when you don't understand their mindset, you won't be able to build rapport. So
1: you're saying that's a good that's a good quote there. When you're dealing with these people, they're not motivated. They don't want to sell to you. They have to.
0: Right. Huge difference, right? Big difference. Because the motivated sellers, they're the ones that you can sell them and, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, negotiate but and all exactly. that. Exactly. With these people, they're just it's out of desperation. They're also the ones that will call 15 different investors. Mm-hmm call everyone and their mother and there's no loyalty until you build rapport. Mm-hmm. Because I've had four investors refer the same deal to me before, and I'll ask the homeowner, who do you want to work with? Or who are you working with? And they'll be very specific because mm-hmm. that one investor spent time educating instead of selling. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what my big thing is, is like you need to educate, not sell.
1: I say it all the time. So when like for my acquisition staff that goes out, yeah. I said, listen, when we walk in that house, we are the expert. And the first thing we're doing is pushing ourselves away from the customer, if that makes sense. So I'm not selling our services or what we can do for you. We're giving them all the other options that are possible. And then if they start eliminating those options and it boils down to us, then we will say, hey, this may be a great fit for both of us. How can we make this work? But we're never going in there with the pressure sales. Hey, sell me your house. Sell me your house. We're always saying, hey. You can. This house is not in bad shape. You can probably fix it up yourself or hire yeah. somebody. They don't have the money. They start eliminating these things, and then it really boils down to okay, you're probably the best solution I have right now.
0: Well, I love that you said that because that's what I, I teach acquisition teams, and mm-hmm. I, I like really try to help equip investors and realtors on how to talk to these clients mm-hmm. because most of the time, a short sale, if they don't have equity, if they have equity, obviously, just sell it to you, but. Most of the time, this really is the best option Mm -hmm. because they don't qualify for a loan modification. They don't, you know, they're going to lose their home. At Mm -hmm. least we can settle their debt and give them a solution instead of just going to foreclosure. And so like what you said, when when you do that, that's why you're successful because Mm -hmm. you've built rapport. And not only do they know you're the expert, but now they're like, I trust him because he spent time not trying to sell me on something. He spent time trying to educate me. Mm-hmm. So I have a full picture and understanding of everything.
1: There's times where so. I know we'll be going into a house and we will get a deal not being the highest offer. Yeah, I love we that. We literally just always go solution, solution. Because we get so many leads, I, do not, I don't need to close every single one of them. Yep. Like, But I've even got leads from where I can't buy that house, but they refer me to somebody else that is in a situation where they need to sell or 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 want to sell that yeah. pretty quickly. Um, So always being a solution-based provider to somebody is going to be the way you make the most money and be consistent.
0: Money will come. Do the right thing. Money will come. Absolutely. It always does.
1: So do you do also in investing since you have this, this ninja trick that most people have? (laughs) Do you buy some stuff yourself?
0: I don't. I mean, it's definitely in the cards, but Mm -hmm. to be honest, I'm so hyper focused Mm -hmm. on this that, and and most of the people I work with are investors. So if they want to buy the house, which is the intention, Mm -hmm. I mean, they're going to have the first right of refusal. So they already have the relationship. They're signing the offer with our short sale package. Mm -hmm. And then they're, you know, we're negotiating their offer.
1: So I'm pretty sure you hear this a lot. license broker yourself mm-hmm. um there's there's what young investors mm-hmm. are afraid to talk to real estate agents yeah do you know why or how they can approach an agent or how should they approach an agent to to be able to develop a relationship with somebody knowledgeable in their market
0: Absolutely. So I think, so because I'm so heavy in the investor world mm. as well as the realtor world, because I get referrals from both, mm-hmm. I hear both both sides, right? So investors are scared to approach realtors because they don't, either they don't trust them mm. or they don't feel they're knowledgeable or want to waste their time or whatever. And realtors feel like investors aren't loyal,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but the best relationships are the people that understand each other's value, mm-hmm. right? So as an investor, you have to understand that with the right realtor, right? Because-
1: yeah, every, yeah, yeah.
0: that's all I'm saying that yeah. got it <laughs> with the right realtor that gets it because really investors are, are it's a completely different client, mm-hmm. right? You're not they they only think like buyer.
1: We're, no, we're not emotional. Exactly. Buyers.
0: It's all the numbers. Mm-hmm. So if and if a realtor can really put that understanding or have the understanding they're perfect because Mm -hmm. they can, they have so many relationships that they can help investors that off market properties, you know, because we're relationship business Mm -hmm. and with with um, realtors, if they can understand that the right investors that are not just the flyby or whatever, but the legitimate ones, Mm Um, that are it's a great client because yeah. it's a reciprocal client. I mean, they're the ones that are going to buy five, 10, 15, 20, whatever houses from you. I mean, what other client does that? Right. A yeah. Buyer buys one time, seller sells one time generally. So,
1: so couldn't it be like advantageous for investors, new investors, seasoned investors to like focus on short sale opportunities as a niche and then pass those like team up with somebody like yourself yeah. and make those deals work.
0: Well, yeah, I, I think ultimately that every deal you get or every lead, you just need to maximize on it. Correct. So if, okay, marketing is expensive, right? Very. Can we agree that direct marketing is super expensive? Very. So every time you can't work on a lead, your cost per lead goes up. So if you now have solutions, like as an investor, you you put it, you're like, okay, I could do a sub two, or I could do a wrap, or I mm-hmm. could do you know um, flipping or renting or whatever. Well, you need to think the same way if they don't have any equity.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so a hundred percent, I mean, if you see that that you already have the relationship with them, they want to work with you, and it's a short sale, why not? it Makes perfect. It sense. makes perfect sense. But people can't fathom like, oh, I don't want to waste my time. Well, you're not. We take care of everything. And even if you're not referring it to us, somebody that understands the process because you know otherwise you're just wasting time.
1: <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I mean, we have a theory in our office where no lead, no lead left behind.
0: Yes, I love that.
1: Because it just no lead left behind means money is being left behind as right. well too like on a table and then just we if it's there's times where you can walk into a person's house and and say look, I don't have a solution for you. Mm-hmm. That's okay, but more times out of none there's if if there is a solution you, you should just know, pass it on. Right. Like, Hey, look, have I can't the right you. partners. Cor- That's, That's it. it. Have That's- the right
0: partners. Cause you don't have to be the smartest person in the world mm-hmm. in the room. Just surround yourself with people that are smarter than you or that have the tools to help your business. We mm-hmm. can't do this alone. I mean, I can't do this alone. Yeah. I mean, great. I know what I'm doing, but without my team, of course, I would lose my mind.
1: <laughs> so when did you know you were pretty daggone good at this?
0: Uh, I took yours. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it really did. Yeah. I'm not going to lie and be like, hey, I woke up and I'm awesome. No, no, no I, mean, no, I still not. am learning like, yeah, every day, every every day. And if you're not learning, you're not growing.
1: Every smart person would tell you that they're they're always learning. Yeah. But also, you know, you got to know that you're also pretty good at this. Well, yeah. So I, mean, I,
0: I, mean, I don't I don't I know a lot. <laughs>
1: you know, you know a lot. Yeah. Um, you have a couple of books out, right? Just one. You have a book out and it, yeah. and it, you, in this book, what's the name of the book?
0: Short Sales Uncensored.
1: And with this book, you kind of go through some steps or some stories with.
0: Yeah. So I, the whole point, so how I really got into uh, building my reputation because mm-hmm. my business is a hundred percent referral. Mm-hmm. So I don't do any marketing. I don't do anything. It's just my brand. Um, and it's, it was intentional that way mm-hmm. uh, because I believe that if you say you're going to do something, you do it. If not, I mean, that just, you're not going to get anywhere. You're not going to be successful. Yeah. So I built a business on it, but a lot of it was teaching classes. And so I taught a two hour CE class to realtors and investors, mm. um, that wanted to understand the process because there were, like I said, there were so many misconceptions about it that people were turning them away. They didn't know how to talk to these clients. So a couple years ago I was like, you know what? I need something that's detailed because I, I look online, there's mm-hmm. nothing. When, in 2009, 2010, there were like a couple of courses that people would sell, um, but nothing really that went into the nitty gritty of it, right? Mm-hmm. When you take courses or when you um, take classes, they give you like the textbook definitions. It drives me crazy.
1: You know, so what I say, there's two different things. So when you take a course, mm-hmm. you're learning something new or learning how to do something. Right. Um, when you join like a group or you get a coach, you're learning how to implement yeah. what you've learned. So there, the there is the course part, which is necessary. Learn how to right. do it, and then you need that further step to actually learn how to implement what you've learned.
0: Right. Absolutely. Um, but there are some that like, especially as a, I'm coming from a realtor standpoint, mm-hmm. where you'll take a class and they'll be like, "So a short sale is," <laughs> yeah. and you're like, "Okay, what like." Yeah. What do I do now? (laughs) I
1: could have looked that up too. I could have Googled that. Yeah.
0: Thanks. So that's what I was talking about. That's where I was coming from. Um, Mostly because most people just don't understand. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the the honest truth. Um, It's not like listing house or, you know, buying or whatever. So I, the book goes over um, really the whole process Mm -hmm. in detail. Um, It it has some mindset stuff in there where it's, it's, it talks about how to get a yes Mm -hmm. because a lot of people turn it away because they can't understand that it's just, A different path or a different solution instead of you know just accepting no Mm -hmm. or you're talking to the wrong person correct so it talks about that it talks about uh, the three motivating factors for these homeowners with distressed sellers um, and then just really how to talk to them Uh, because like what I said earlier it's helpful for investors too because even if it's not a short sale they can at least understand these distressed sellers because It's like I said, it's a whole other world.
1: When you get a referral, how easy is it for you to identify if the person is eligible or?
0: I mean, on the phone. Pretty quickly, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because I just ask the right questions. Mm -hmm. Um, And I will not get off the phone until their expectations are set. (laughs) Makes sense. (laughs) Because we can do everything right with the bank. We can beat them up. But if the seller walks or if the seller doesn't cooperate or they don't have, it's dead.
1: doesn't matter. I mean,
0: that's the only disadvantage, not the only, but that's the disadvantage of a short sale is that the homeowner has that control. And so I tell investors, I'm like, I know that you guys want to go down there and sell and be like, yes, no problem. $10,000. Yeah, sure. Nicole, figure it out. I'm like, no. Do not do that. <laughs> no, because it's it's one of those things that if you promise them something, I promise that. you, like they've already spent it in their head. Especially when it comes to money, mm-hmm. that's one of the motivating factors. Mm-hmm. So if you can't readjust their expectations, you'll never get to the closing table.
1: What what is like your most successful? No, let's go with the opposite. What is your worst short sale you've ever like? The longest it took, or whatever. Do you, <sighs> does it come to mind?
0: Yeah. Um, but there's a couple, yeah. <laughs> So I'm like, which story could I tell? Um, you know, probably the most painful because it didn't end up closing, which mm. is very rare because mm. even though we will, it'll drag out on some of them, like the, the really complicated ones, we get to the closing table, right? We're going to help the homeowners. I mean, I don't care. We're doing it. Um, but this one was really painful because we got it approved three times mm. and the person that hired us was on the loan. I'm going to talk slow because it's complicated. The um, okay. person that was hiring us was on the loan. Okay. He was divorced. Okay. Okay. But he deeded the house to his wife. So okay. he owes the mortgage, but he doesn't own the house. Correct. Okay. Which don't even get me on started on divorce attorneys who do that, but whatever. So, <laughs> cause they don't even think of it. They don't protect their clients. Yeah. Cause now she's in default, but he has no rights to do anything about it.
1: Correct. He doesn't own it. You just own the He's mortgage. He's screwed.
0: Yeah. So he was like, okay, please help. Like I'm going into foreclosure. He his cre- the job that he had. Like he had to have good credit. Never didn't have anything else to default. This was it. Just because his ex-wife. Okay, so fast forward because we don't have that long of a podcast. <laughs> uh,
1: we can go as long as we
2: want. Yeah, it's it's the best part of having yeah. on the show, right? Yeah, exactly.
0: Um. So she passes away in the house. Okay. Mm. All right. So bear with me. So we. So she passes away. Then it goes down to her heirs, her daughter. Okay. No big deal, except her daughter was in and out of jail. So I, I went to the jail, got her to sign everything, the affidavit of airship, which in Texas, you can have that instead of probate.
1: Exactly, I learned that a couple yeah, months ago.
0: Learned that the hard way. But um, so it, it's much easier because there's no money in the transaction. Mm. So anyways, go to the jail, get, what it, get it done. She ends up dying over no overdose, okay? So this is twice that we're ready to close, mm. okay? So, fast forward, oh my gosh, this this property. <laughs> I'm sure everybody listening and you you included, I'm feeling it right you now. always have that property that you're like, oh, you either lost something on mm-hmm. it or whatever. Okay. So, it was mostly because we had jumped through so many hurdles. Because, I mean, my heart went out to this guy. He, it was his job on the line. You know, he didn't know, whatever. Okay. So, then she dies. So, it goes to her kids, right? Probably mine. Because we're talking about. Uh, chain of title yeah. we're not talking about the loan yeah. Try about chain of title okay they're all minors okay which, yes which you know you do this long enough you think you know so much and then I'm like wait what
2: mm-hmm. what are you talking
0: about let's do affidavit airship they're like they can't we're minors I'm like why <laughs> so anyways we could not get it done in time there was no money left to do anything mm-hmm. and it ended up getting foreclosed on I mean we had stopped the foreclosure for over a year like every month went to bat to stop it
1: and that was the, I mean the bank was probably okay we get
0: it. So no, because we kept getting it approved. Yeah. Like, we did the hard part. And it was the chain of title. And I mean, of course, could, when you go into that, how do you know, right? I can't predict that. I can't predict two people passing away. What are the odds of that? Yeah, he
1: had to eat that. He had to eat <sighs> that debt.
0: He had to get, he had to, yeah. Ugh, I, was, I hate that property.
1: <laughs> wow. Now, what is what is your most successful one?
0: So, probably the most successful would be the one we did at the W. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was in Dallas, the W in Dallas. And there were seven units and oh man that one it was so stressful because the guy who had purchased it he would buy everything in seven okay so at the time he um he did the app development so he would make like 20 dollars an app right Mm -hmm. well what happened it went down to 99 cents free so his whole business
1: collapsed on him, right
0: so he had to figure out you know and then of course he's spending money spending money he had bought like um seven units well no five units and it was all gutted. It was like this big warehouse and there was no plumbing, no nothing. I mean, that's how we bought it. But the bank at the time, um, the way they wrote up the loan is that every single unit was individual. So what mm. that means is that they, it was like all individual units, but it wasn't, Seven it was just like uni- a big warehouse. Yeah. So long story short, he couldn't afford it because I mean, even the HOA was like five grand a month each, the taxes, he was behind like fifteen, twenty thousand $20,000 on each one. I mean, they financed it for like a million on each one.
1: Oh my goodness. And it
0: was fraud to begin with because you can't finance an empty, like it wasn't even. It's not a house. No, it's nothing. There's no plumbing. There's nothing. It's literally just like a big warehouse.
1: That's a construction loan. Yes,
0: exactly. But the guy from Bank of America, which probably doesn't have a job anymore, um, did them as individual units, like fully everything. Like, I don't know how he got the appraisal done, any of that. So each one was a million dollars. And whenever you went into the, um, to the units, each one was selling for like seven, eight hundred thousand dollars, right? But the problem was that they were actual actual units. They're real. So there was nothing to compare it to. So we had like fifteen different appraisals come out because they, the bank, could not wrap their brain around the fact. He, they thought they were accusing him of gutting the place, of stripping it or whatever. And we kept having to like go to them and saying, "Hey, this this is the way you financed it." So each one we got them to take. Gosh, it was like. Two hundred thousand on one, one hundred fifty thousand on the other. So I got him. I got him to pay for everything, and it was it was it was insane. So was somebody insane. probably
1: cost the bank what five million dollars
0: easily, easily. Um, because Ugh. on top of that, like I said, not only were they taking a huge loss on the loan, but it was the HOA, the taxes, mm-hmm. and it was astronomical. Because at the time in Dallas, they did the W, thinking that all around it was going to be like the shoppings and whatever, mm-hmm. and then they stopped construction. So it was hard to get a buyer in there because you have to pay five thousand dollars for what a concierge like that didn't make any sense. Yeah, wow. it was it was insane. It took me a little bit over a year and a lot of wine. So I got a, <laughs> a lot of well, a lot of bottles of wine. You,
1: you got it done. That's a good one. I did yeah. So the process that a investor should go through is they find a distressed seller that is looks like it's, looks like it's going to be a short sale. Yeah. Do they just call you? Call hit your team up? How does What's the process? How does that work?
0: Absolutely. So once they determined, hey, the numbers Mm -hmm. don't make sense, and Mm -hmm. don't overcomplicate it. If it doesn't make sense, then call us. You know. Then they can call my office. They can email us or go to our website um, and just send us the information saying, hey, this is what, what's going on. I mean, really all we need is a name and a phone number. Um, it's better if you can give the details because a lot of times the homeowners are like, hey, I already told him all yeah. this information. So the more do, information do, we do get Do it like process. passing the baton. Exactly. And the best way to do it so that we can still... You know, it's still a warm lead or, you know, a good relationship is if you tell them, hey, look, she's part of our team because that's you are part of our team. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I'm going to make you look good, right? Like you say, you say, hey, she's the best. That's what we're going to do. My reputation is the reason why I'm here. Mm -hmm. So we'll call them right away and pre-qualify them. And I'll tell them, hey, look, this is why we can't do this or this is what we have to do before we start. Because like I said earlier, we're going to be proactive. We're Mm -hmm. not going to go through the process for months and then not close. So
1: what determines the price you can offer?
0: So that's a great question because everybody asks that. Like, yeah. how cheap can I get it? And so it's going to be based off of the as is condition you know, it. as is condition. So the bank is going to order a appraisal or a BPO, and a BPO is a broker Broke price, price opinion. I used
1: to do a bunch of those for Wacovia. yeah, back in the day,
0: back in the day when they were still there. <laughs> yeah,
1: they're from here, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah, they're from this town. Oh, this wow. Salem? B-B-T. So you said
0: earlier you were a broker. Hmm? Oh, awesome. I owned
1: I owned a brokerage back when I was twenty one. Wow, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, crazy not don't do that yeah I was, I was when you can
0: well you so say you literally have been on both sides mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. when i
1: got out the military uh active duty i went into real estate school and i got my real estate license salesman license and broker license back to back so that was the last time that was the last class of that year yeah before they changed the law now you got to do two years of active right. but i basically did And every year it grows too. exactly <laughs> i did i did sales class and broker class back to back took two tests and and got my broker's license so straight out of the wound i was i could open up my own shop wow um and i did pretty well i got it that they don't do that anymore yeah it is good it is definitely good because i I got into property management and and investing and really on the property management side and i got this huge portfolio from one guy and he was like 90 percent of my business or whatever and then when the collapse happened so did everything else collapse so that's when i got out of real estate like 2008 Oh, wow. And I was not a traditional sell and buy type of guy. I was managing,
0: right? you know. You were I, already doing something different anyway. Yeah,
1: I was doing like a $3 million portfolio, like a huge portfolio for somebody here. Oh, wow.
2: Um,
1: but that's how I was managed. So so let's go back to the to the, the investor. The investor find, gets on the lead.
0: Yeah, so. I
1: uh, have one right now, but no, there's too. I know it's not going to qualify. Why? But, I'll, but I'm going to pass it to you anyways. <laughs> I am, seriously. I'm going to. You're gonna, I'm gonna seriously give you a lead, and I'm gonna I'm gonna have J Rock capture this. I have a guy right now owns a house. We went okay. to go look at it. Here's where I know where he probably won't. I think he got another mortgage and moved to Florida. Okay. But the house in the as is condition is terrible. He owes about one twenty. Okay. But the house is worth about one sixty if you can fix it up. Okay. But it's probably I can probably only give him like sixty thousand right now. Okay. So, but why because, wouldn't that qualify? Because I don't think he has any financial hardship because he's got a new mortgage. On but a new he, house.
0: why did but he was forced was he forced to relocate I
1: don't know could so, be I think it was cuz of a job
0: right so his hardship. That's why that. you're the master that's why you're the short
1: sale queen I'm going to give it to you I'm being dead serious there's I'm going to give you the lead
0: City
1: solutions I'm going to give you the lead Francis is going to come in here I'm going to give you the lead and I'll probably record you calling this person
0: perfect
1: um he moved to Florida now Awesome. So he doesn't even live in I state. I where I just came from. <laughs> yeah, Miami area. I don't know where he moved to, but I was yeah. literally going to give you one. Awesome. So, all right. So I'm going to put myself in the shoes now.
0: All right, guys. See, look. It's already happening. <laughs> Francis goes
1: on the appointment. Um, the lead comes in. We yeah. qualify. Francis goes on the appointment. The guy, and he just wants to walk away from it. He's like, right. dude, just take the... I can't even do a sub two on it because right. there's not enough equity for me to do do the flip.
0: Yeah. Well, because you said that it has a lot of repairs, a lot,
1: right? A Like 50,000. Yeah. So... What I what I was telling him that hey I can't do it so Francis got went on the appointment now we see we're in a short sale situation I should pick up the phone call you go to your website what do I do
0: well you can call me call our office I'll give my number out yeah Um, it's probably not smart but I will.
1: Don't give your personal number out.
0: So do you know RJ Bates? Yeah, of course. Yeah, Titania. So adore him. I work with him and Cassie. And Mm -hmm. so I promised I'd give him a shout out. So there you go, RJ. RJ. Uh, (laughs) So he um, always gives me a hard time because I was for the longest time giving my cell phone number out. So now I give the office line.
1: (laughs) So let me tell you a quick story. Uh, Willie from Florida was on my earlier vlogs before all of this went right. And he gave out his personal cell phone number and he called me the other day. He said, Max. Can you just delete that whole podcast? I told him I would, but he says his phone is just ridiculous. I was like, you shouldn't have gave out your phone number. Yeah. But that's um.
0: So funny. Well, we, we they can go to I can I, and we can give all of our my content yeah. What, what
1: So all right, tell me what to do. So I am. Yeah. We're going to appointment. We realize we can't help this person. Looks like a short. We identify as possible short sale. We go to what website?
0: So you go to www.vssqueen.com. Um,
1: the SS Queen, the short stop. Short sale. No, I'm just playing with. You. <laughs> so Mm thessqueen.com you pull up there's a number on there yep okay we call your office what do we expect to happen when we call so
0: when you call you let them know hey i've got the situation mm-hmm. and then we will get the information from you and then we'll call um get all your contact information call the homeowner right away it'll, it'll either be myself stephanie or one of the girls um because with these leads you have to do it right away I okay. mean you can't waste time um and we'll pre-qualify them and then we'll circle back with you find out what you're wanting to offer on the we're property we're gonna do this today you know that right? no i know it's happening okay it's happening <laughs> Um, then we'll circle back with you. What is your offer? And we'll get your offer written up with the packet. So your offer is going to get signed with our short sale packet.
1: Okay. Dave, if you're listening, please call Francis. I know he's out looking at a flip. Tell him to come back in here when he's done. Um, <laughs> cause we're going to do this today. Um, so that's cool. So we going to we're going to present, we're going to make an offer with you about what we right. can do. Mm-hmm. And this guy is going to, so how, but okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. I got questions where I got to put it back. Yeah, no so, we do that you start to go you start talking to the seller right. to gather information and right. then you get permission to contact his bank
0: on his behalf well we'll get it, everything in writing got it so here's the thing with these sellers we can't piece information to them and what i mean by that is they are not motivated right mm-hmm. so we want to make sure that we get everything signed at once so we'll get the authorizations that's why we ask specifically who's your bank great everything that wells Fargo's ever needed signed you're signing right now got it <laughs> everything you know your offer everything because that way we're not waiting on them to sign one document okay so we have packages for each bank so we're, we're very strategic I love that
1: this. way because we're doing this and I, this is so awesome <laughs> anyways so i contact you your team has in hand what kind of communication do you have with me once it's, it's up and running
0: so every monday you'll get an update from the office mm-hmm. so basically we have a software where you will go in your email and then we update it every week got it so that way you and the seller get an update every week on your file
1: and in case me and the seller want to have some conversations right I can know what's up to date. And but
0: most importantly, you know that it's being taken care of. Mm-hmm. You know what's going on because my biggest pet peeve is if I'm going to give you a referral, like I don't want to chase you. Update me. Like, hey, what happened to that deal? Like, It's you know like what ordering
1: mean? something on Amazon and you right. can't track it.
0: Exactly. So this way you can track it. And you know what? You can delete my emails all you want, yeah. but at least you know they're there. <laughs>
1: exactly. So you do your magic and... You start, you present the, back, the bank with the full packet, mm-hmm. the situation, the offer, Absolutely. the conditions. Do you get an appraisal or something?
0: They do. So once they have the short uh-huh. sale open, then in that offer, it'll trigger, okay, we need to know what the value is. Mm-hmm. Because remember, the only thing that they know is how much the bank owes or how much the seller owes. Mm-hmm. So they order the appraisal. That's where we work with the investor, like within this case, let's just use you because mm-hmm. you're gonna give yeah, me the I'm really the gonna give you this lead. So on this one, I'll say, hey, $50,000, great. Send me the repair bids, give me everything that you have on it Mm. so I can help negotiate your offer.
1: Got it, makes sense. So cool, you're talking to the bank. How long does this take?
0: So our average, that's another really common question, and it's the hardest one to answer because of every situation yeah, yeah, is different, it's different yeah. but our average time uh, time frame is three months.
1: Okay, so you're negotiating, the bank's looking through all this stuff, which is probably them that's taking the most time.
0: No, 100% is. Yeah. <laughs> we call every other day, I okay. mean, literally. Hey, did you get it? Hey, are you looking at it? Like, <laughs> throwing in their side, hey. <laughs> because you have to understand each per, each negotiator, they're doing anywhere from 500 to 1,000. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I, um, a couple years ago, Just because i was like why is but what's going on so i was like how many files are you working on they're like 450 i'm like okay i talked to mr cooper how many files are you working on like 560.
1: mr cooper like you know these people by their names
0: no i wish it's an actual lender okay (laughs) but like you know aqua and whatever so i would talk to all these people and they'd be like i i'm sorry i'm slammed and so when i was researching it i mean that it's insane like imagine people normally they get stressed out over five deals right imagine having to touch 500 at so we're going to be the people that are on the very top because you're going to be like you know what go away mm-hmm. here go away.
1: you're <laughs> nagging me
0: it's the tenacity honestly that's what's yeah. getting it moving
1: cool so you're doing your negotiation the bank is looking at their stuff we're in everything yeah. in the process you get a call from the bank what do they say
0: Well, it's, it's different every time. So it's different steps of the process. So Mm -hmm. in the beginning it's, Hey, did you get the paperwork? Do you need anything else? Mm -hmm. Because as part of the process, there's two things that have to happen. One, they have to approve the homeowner. So they have to make sure that they have a legitimate financial hardship. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the back and forth is, Hey, we need another bank statement or can you write an explanation of this or that or whatever. Once they've approved the hardship, then we start negotiating the offer. So that sometimes is why it takes so long because the agent that's facilitating the process, they don't understand that. So they're just sitting there and saying, okay, well, the bank hasn't called me.
1: You got to be proactive.
0: They're not going to call you. (laughs) That's not their job. That's that's not, they don't care. (laughs) The the less you talk to them, the better, because then they don't have to worry about it. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so that's what a lot of the process is, is not understanding it and not giving them what they need.
1: That's, that's, that's awesome. So. The bank calls you three months later or you call the bank and they say, hey, look, we approve this. Mm-hmm. So what happens from there? We close. Easy. So
0: that's it. We make sure we get title pulled up upfront. front. So if there's anything that we need to clear, we address that right away. And so by the time we get the actual letter in writing, so that approval letter is going to say, you, you know, Max Maxwell is approved to buy this house mm-hmm. at this price. And we're agreeing to release the lien and not come after the homeowner. And you have to close by this date.
1: Got it. So question. So we got the short sale approved. Now I, in the position, I I'm, I can afford to pay for this cash, right? Mm-hmm. When just say a, I get a great deal, and yeah. three months down the road, I can't afford to pay it for cash. I can, but it would I have to make some sense. Sense, yeah. And I would say, hey, look, I just want to give it to my friend Bob. He's an investor. He's got the cash. Well, they they won't allow me to sign it. Yeah. It has to be that person who put that offer in has to be the purchaser.
0: Right. So you have to, so the only way to wholesale mm-hmm. a short sale is to double close. So me <laughs> we'll keep going. Um, is to, is to double close. So mm-hmm. you would have to close and then you, you can sell it to him on the back end. Okay. Or just, you know, some of some sell investors. Yeah.
1: So, so you sh- okay, got it. That's the so, only way. So for my wholesalers out there, or for my investors that may pass on, because we have we you know we have investors we can pass stuff on if we don't right. want. You can simply just have an LLC that is just for the selling process, right? And you sell it, sell yep. the LLC for ten thousand dollars, and they go out and close. Yep,
0: perfect. As long as that LLC the, is closing and doesn't good. matter exactly.
1: Cool, I like that. So this process you make it sound pretty simple because you've been doing it for so long, right? But now you just gave every investor out here. That's listening, right? So this is like 50-something thousand downloads a month, plus the YouTube views. You gave every investor a new member on their team, which is your team. Right. The short sale queen. Absolutely. So... What they should be doing now is when they find these leads, they need to create that funnel to where you get these leads and then you either qualify or disqualify somebody pretty
2: quickly.
0: Absolutely. And so when I get a new relationship, I mean, I I tell them, I'm like, look, this how how we're going to work together. Mm -hmm. Like we need to come up with a system. Right. Like this, you know, especially with the way you talk to them, Mm -hmm. the way you can pass it off and things like that. Um, But, yeah, I mean, really. I guarantee you people are listening to this right now and they're like, oh man, that one from yesterday just like what you just did happens all
1: the time. Oh, I just met with someone. (laughs) I'm I'm counting money in my head right now. Right.
0: And all you have to do is refer it. That's it. Like money that I've
1: missed because I didn't meet you a year and a half ago.
0: I, that is the most that's what should be my my uh, phrase I wish I'd have met you last week <laughs>
1: or, <laughs> because yeah, I get that I get all that time. all the
0: time but now that you know knowledge is power now that you know you now have another opportunity to be able to buy more houses
1: so save this and I'm going to put it in the show notes the yeah. ss queen
0: the ss yes and, and I'll give my office number out because I'm totally good with that it's okay, on there yeah, anyway office number's good yeah. <laughs> nice. but, but
1: before you give the office number out make sure you go online just read something yes. maybe uh, maybe yeah And then but give out your office number. but you
0: can also text the number two on the office so there's that if you don't want to go online um it's 972-832-2621 we'll put that at the bottom of the screen you can call or text that one as well
1: cool so i i this you just i got a new member on my team now i like this and you can do it all 50 states
0: all 50 states
1: man you just we're we're in the money now
0: i know let's do this i
1: like this no i'm really i'm really gonna for you people watching and listening um I am literally going to go in my other office here, get her that lead, get Francis to call the homeowner and pass the baton to you. Yeah. And, um,
0: do our first one.
1: Do our first one. And maybe, maybe she can even have a conversation with the, the homeowner if they're available right now. Yeah. That'd be cool. I, I can't, I should have met you last week. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I appreciate you flying out here. Yeah. I, this is awesome. I appreciate we're able to do this face to face. I like it. It's better. Yeah. Um, and you just been added to my team as a new member to help me with short sales. I'm
0: excited. And, it's exciting. and
1: 50 other thousand investors that are listening right now. No big
0: deal. Cool.
1: So um, any last words, any parting words? I know you have Instagram.
0: Yeah. So uh, Instagram, the Nicola Espinosa. Um, you guys can find me on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we are putting out a lot of content right mm-hmm. now because, uh, you know. What are you I- most
1: active on? What social media platform do you love the most?
0: Well... I'm more, I have more of a following on Facebook, but Mm -hmm. I'm more active on Instagram now. Got it. So I I think everybody is though. I mean, really just because it's so interactive and I can connect mm -hmm. with so many people and you can cut out the BS, right? Mm -hmm. I don't have to read a bunch of statuses. Just let me see the pictures and videos. Um, but we are like, I've been recording a lot lately of content for investors. Um, and it's really just education of, you know, Just different things that come up, like, Mm -hmm. you know, affidavit of airships that we talked about, reverse mortgages, like very specific things that when they're going to the appointments that they're coming across, like frequently asked questions. Mm -hmm. So if you guys do follow me, I'm starting to really put a lot of that stuff out there.
1: I like that. Giving away that content to help people um, get over that hurdle.
0: You win, Um, we win, we all win. Y'all that's make it. money.
1: So, okay. and then let's talk about one thing before we go. Sure. Your fee is going to be built into all of this as well too. Oh yeah.
0: That's the best part. We should have loved it that, right? Yeah. I should. You guys don't owe me anything and neither does the homeowner.
1: a free <laughs> team member. <laughs> free. <laughs> so you, it's all built um, in.
0: We charge the bank and the bank will pay it. Right. So the, you guys don't owe us anything. And, and that's the best part about these homeowners because they're broke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and in what world do you have someone advocating for you and helping you and negotiate on your behalf for free? I love it. So.
1: I love it. Shout out your Instagram one more time.
0: So the Nicola Spinoza and um, Nicole Spinoza on Facebook.
1: And then your website is again?
0: TheSSQueen.com.
1: Look, I've truly enjoyed this interview. This podcast for you watching on YouTube. Give me a thumbs up. Uh, for, like you, it, comment. For, for you listening on <laughs> itunes spotify and all those places please give us a five star rating and please go follow her on instagram right now because you got the con- i'm following you i'm seeing your content coming out and uh please visit her website uh, uh the and you're going to see everything you need to see to add a new member to your short sale team awesome thank you so much
0: thank you bye Thank you for listening to
1: the Wholesaling Houses Elite Podcast with Max Maxwell.
0: Make sure to tune in next week to see what elite wholesaler will have in the hot seat.